Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking big actions. With your host, recruiting genius Jennifer Rojas, credit master Valerie James, beauty maker Christina Wirtz, the man in action Rob Actis, and lover of all things marketing Elisa Lane. Hey, 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 good morning. Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year. Is it time yet? Almost. Almost. Gosh, any big plans? <laughs> Parties? I don't have exploration. I think just maybe a quiet, quiet evening with friends. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, it's tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, quiet. Yeah. Quiet. Um, probably some family time, yeah. some dinners, but nothing too extraordinary. <laughs> How about you, Christina? <laughs> nothing quiet for me. Nothing? <laughs> no. <laughs> and no. that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're going to take a nap after this? and then <laughs> <sighs> I might have to, yeah. yeah. Then head out. I so can't party anymore. The we live through her now. I know. I'm going to have to. Like, <laughs> oh, what, is, what is that like to have more than two drinks and be able to function the next morning? <laughs> so I barely remember those days. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of so true. Good. Yeah. And so then we have Rob on the way. Rob's he actually had a, some car situation. Yeah. And he's on his way. Yeah. So... So the t- 2018, we're waving goodbye to 2018 and welcoming in 2019. We are. That's crazy. I was talking to a friend last night. I'm like, I don't even remember ever thinking about 2019. Like, we're getting to the point where when we were young, science fiction, well, maybe not for Christina. Science fiction. <laughs> for us. Science fiction <laughs> movies were actually like, when it was future, it was like 2024. And we're like, oh my goodness. I'm like, uh, I know. 2024? What is that? We're going to have flying cars? No. No, we have Tesla. Almost. Tesla. Almost. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Musk needs to get on it. He needs to start cracking the whip around the flying cars. Yeah, please do that. (laughs) Maybe they exist. They just don't tell us about it, you know? Yeah, that might be true. His heads would explode. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're just not there yet. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, you know, flying cars, they're called planes. Yeah, I don't know. Be very interesting. So... So, what were the highlights? What are we going to start with today for 2018? Well, we did have the discussion about collaboration and mm-hmm. kind of what um, the show has become since start with we're that? ending it up and sure. kind of bringing team together with this I know, we've got fun group of people. Yeah. Yeah. It has it's, morphed a lot. It's evolved, hasn't it? It has evolved. It has truly evolved. And it's... Uh, so, January of 2018, who was, the, who was the co-host then? Everardo Kimi. And then Are you, you have- speaking English? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we always had a great time saying his name. <laughs> he's a great photographer. Hoping he's coming back for a couple of events that I've got coming up this year. Um, and then you. And then you we, came in as I, my co-host. I think you had one more before me. No. Mm-hmm. No. Did I? <gasps> Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, and Rich. And then you. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Poor Rich. You're like. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> it was it was brief maybe it was a little brief but mm-hmm. yeah and then you and then we moved to the cl- when we moved to a more collaborative yeah the idea of bringing in you know having it as a collective yeah I was busy doing more things and you were busy doing more things and I thought okay I sat down by myself and I'm like okay what can I do and uh, yeah the group came through mm-hmm. so we had Valerie James mm-hmm. and we had Dave mm-hmm. Lisa and Lisa Chris. and Chris Lupo yeah. And so now we have Rob, who's late. We're going to give him some hard time for that. <laughs> Mr. I'm never late to anything. I know. <laughs> I'm going to call him Put him, him in the corner. And I'm going to get an extra hour today. <laughs> 
totally. <laughs> We've got Christina and Valerie still with us. Yeah. I haven't met Valerie yet. That's right. Yeah. You probably have. You don't even know it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I think know. the collaboration idea, though, is really that's a it's, that's taking that into 2019 is a great idea. What's collaboration for you? Oh, man. I know. I'll throw those fun questions out for you. I'll give Christina a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I think I like the idea. I always think when you have different perspectives, so that cl- the collaboration where you're pulling people in with different strengths and different perspectives and creating something together versus doing it on your own, which... I mean, you're always stronger. In fact, uh, we were ta- Rob and I were talking about this. You know, that idea that when you have a, a, a circle or a tribe or, you know, a community that you're getting so many different ideas, you have help, you have support, it doesn't feel like you're having to do it on your own and carry the load. And I think that's one of the interesting things about this when we started, you know, having more than just, you know, a couple of people as, as host. It's kind of cool. Like the ideas that are coming up for the shows and how we're evolving the – the objective or the impact we want to have, the reach we want to have, mm-hmm. doesn't happen when it's just one or two people tossing back and forth. So I think it's kind of really interesting. It's funny because it also lets me think of some grace involved too because mm-hmm. grace is there when Rob is running a little late. The show will still go on. <laughs> I think we have to mention that Rob is running late every minute until Rob actually gets here. Okay. Let's see I how like late it. Rob is now. He's six minutes late. Oh. <laughs> Now we're putting on some. Oh, Rob! <laughs> some Does anyone wrong. remember that? No. Some you're wrong. From Dick Van Dyke. Oh, nope. Rob! <laughs> you missed both That's of my us. That's <laughs> my <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore impression. <laughs> Happens once. Goodbye, 2018. How about you, Christina? What's collaboration for you? <clears throat> it's uh, kind of what you just said about different perspectives. And what I like about collaboration is you get to see new sides of yourself through other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like in working with you, Elisa, you know, we can call each other out in um, the certain like stories that we make up and certain ways of being. And you wouldn't normally see that. Mm-hmm. So I like that you have someone else to kind of see, mm-hmm. you know, where you might not be, in your be-, be being your best self. Mm-hmm. Well, it's keeping my promise. Like there's certain times if I tell Christina something's happening and I'm like, eh, I don't want to do it anymore. She's like, nope. You're doing it because mm-hmm. you said you would do it. Yeah. So there's definitely this backup system. Yeah. Accountability. And that I hate but in and a, love in a, at the same time. In a time. loving way, in yeah. a supportive way. Mm. And listening to people. <laughs> it is loving. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I think like listening to people bigger than they know themselves to be. You know, like you tried to pull something on me just now. And I was like, no, Elisa, <laughs> no, that's not who I know you to be. You're bigger than that. And the moment you did it, I'm like, she's so right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or do it. <laughs> So that's collaboration and teamwork Uh to me. Yeah. And that's not like my natural way. My natural way is like I want to do everything myself, Mm -hmm. but that limits me. Mm -hmm. I was actually listening to, have you listened to The Vortex, Abraham Hicks? Oh, of course. I love them. Yeah. So I was listening to that last night. Yeah. Oh Oh my gosh. I listened to those. Which one did you listen to? Uh, The Vortex for Relationships. I have Mm -hmm. the audio book. And it was talking about how um, the contrast in our lives provide us with growth. So like we're not meant to be alone and the contrasts are opportunities for growth for us. Mm-hmm. And we knew that when we were born and somehow along the way we forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So wait, say yeah. that again because I think I just like got reborn. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to figure it out. I had it written down last night. I probably should have brought it. But 
the like when you're born you're not meant to just be like a single Alone. being right. you know your life and your world is out here and that provides contrast to you so it might be difficult because there's contrast they're not all the same as you but that allows you to grow and it provides opportunities for your evolution and a joyous experience that's what they said wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's funny because coming from the youngest child that i am <laughs> it's all mine so sharing is really big for me. So mm-hmm. it's also um, learning that there's big, other... Big in that you don't like to? I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. I have resistance there. Mm-hmm. Like there's this, you know, my show, no our show. <laughs> and it doesn't always go the way I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's always a moment of relaxing into it and mm-hmm. not resisting. Because I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest causer of stress mm-hmm. is when we resist something that's not the way I thought it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we welcome Rob? I'm not talking to him yet. <laughs> Nine minutes. I've been sitting here the whole time, just mm-hmm. being quiet with all you lovely ladies. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. sitting here, just going, okay, well, I'll just wait my turn. It's just what I'll do. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about collaboration and what it means to ourselves. Well, what does it go. mean to you? I'm collaborating. I'm just sitting here just uh, looking at all the different <laughs> angles that you guys are taking before I you know, jump in. But I've been patiently waiting. You know, I'm known for my patience and my... And your on timeness. My on timeness. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's been here all along. I have. I have. So, collaboration is being with the lovely ladies? Uh, Collaboration is taking your strengths and combining them with other people's strengths to really amplify your strengths. Mm. And, And I believe that, you know, when you go on your own, you're only as strong as you're as strong. And when you have other people that you collaborate with and you bring all of the different strengths together, it actually uh, creates something that you wouldn't get if you just added one and one. So it's actually more. Mm-hmm. So um, Give any examples? It's, ampli- it's amplified. I love this because it's almost th- making me think of your, your hot rod shop. Yeah. Like, do you see that being a collaborative? Absolutely, because... I'm part of a hot rod shop, and I know very little about cars. And but you know, I, I'll tell you a story. So we were at the Good Guys Car Show, and we had just bought in the shop. And I was kind of, you know, thinking to myself, "Wow, you know, I own a hot rod shop now, and I really don't know a lot about cars. This is kind of funny." <laughs> and I was there, and I really tried to learn as much as I could about the cars. But what I I have learned from people that are really, really successful as they surround themselves with people that are a lot more successful than they are. And that's been my philosophy and that's how I've been successful in life. I just surround myself with people that are smarter and more adequate in different ways than, than I am. And so we're at, the, we're at the good guy show and this guy comes up and he's looking at this car and it's a beautiful car and he says, so, you know, I was over there talking to your partners and uh, I, I had some questions for you and I said, okay, great. And he goes, so, uh, I know it's a little about cars. It's going to be funny to even say this. He goes, so, you know, the XJ57 and the, the you know, the, the carburetor and this. And then I'm like, looking at it and I go, he goes, so what do you think about that? And I said, I, I honestly don't know. And he goes, you know, you're the owner of this shop. He goes, you're a blanket idiot. He goes, you're dumb. He goes, you're just an idiot. And I'm like, well, thank you so much, sir, for that compliment. And I said, he goes, you don't know anything about cars? And I go, no, I know a lot about cars. Just not what you specifically asked, but I have texts that are amazing and brilliant, and I can find that information out in, in just a moment, and I'll be happy to get that for you. He goes, and I said, and, and I'm actually not dumb. I'm actually really smart. 
because I surround myself with people that are way smarter. My techs are brilliant. They're some of the best in the country. And I am humbled by their knowledge of what they do. And we all have our own strengths. And my strengths are marketing and business and uh, collaboration with other, other people and, and negotiation. And my, my strength is not diving down into a car and turning a wrench. That's, that's not what I do. But what I am good at doing is building a team with my partners to create this amazing ecosystem of people that thrive and that love and get up every morning like, I want to go work on a classic Corvette. And that's the kind of people that I surround. So that's what's powerful about collaboration is that we just take all of our strengths and bring them all together. And it amplifies and makes it even more beautiful and more dynamic and more special. Mm-hmm. Get your egos out of the way and know that you don't have to know everything. It's just... Mm-hmm. If the smartest people that I know, the most successful people that I know that make eight figures a year, they surround themselves with people that are far smarter than I. Um, I joined a mastermind uh, last year and spent crazy amounts of money. And what that allowed me to do is collaborate with people that are 10,000 times smarter than me. And I learned a lot. And then I also learned that I actually had value to bring to them. So people that think they just want to do this show on their own and they do everything themselves, they're missing out because one, all we have in life is human connection. So it's fun to play with other people. And two, the opportunities and the joy that you get from working in a collaborated effort is is far greater than working by yourself. I've worked alone for many years and I'm all about let's all work together and Mm -hmm. let's get to that common goal. That's what I'm all about. Mm -hmm. I like that. What'd you do? See, I've been sitting here this whole time thinking about what I was going to say. I was just no calling. yelling on the show. Oh, sorry. I was I was thinking of this whole time. <laughs> that wasn't yelling. I wasn't yelling. That I was, had to that put was a stop speaking, to it. That was yeah. speaking enthusiastically. That was enthusiastic. That was okay. passion. Now I'm going to go sit down for nine minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go in the corner. Collaborate. Sit in the corner. No, I think that's great. And <laughs> um, uh, I agree. I think that, you know, when you talk about intelligence or success, it's you're not trying to be the smartest person in the room. And if you are, you're limiting yourself. You want to be collecting a group of really intelligent people who are really good at what they do. Because to your point, you can't be good at everything. So what happens to the people that aren't as smart? Well, that's the thing is that people that think they're not as smart. No, no, no. Almost the the side of the um, align yourself with people that are smarter that have this. What happens to everyone else? Well, I think you are who you hang around with. And mm-hmm. I've really discovered that because in 2018, I changed my circle and I hung around people that are extremely successful. And around that, opportunity just flourished and income went way up. And so because of the mindsets that they have. So I think that you know people tend to not give themselves enough credit and they they need to sit there and think you know i'm not smart well that's not true because you do have amazing gifts and talents and you find those and you are you you are at a a 10 of what you have and you may be around someone who's a nine and what they have but you look at them as a 10 because of what they have so it all balances out if there are people that are motivated and passionate and you want to surround yourself around them um it's not about smarts. It's about the energy that they project. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. can I chime in for a second? Mm-hmm. Always. I don't think it's about smart mm-hmm. or dumb. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah, Thank yeah you, it's a different. That's Thank an you. interpretation right. of exactly. something, and I don't think there's levels of smartness or whatever. I think it's if you have something you want to achieve, and you surround yourself with five, ten people who have what you want. Say you want an amazing marriage. Don't hang around people with shitty marriages. Am I allowed to say shit on here? You, you just can't. did, and now. Okay. Right. <laughs> crappy crappy marriages you can't say that either there you go <laughs> how about crappy. dysfunctional you know, marriages hang around people who have amazing passionate relationships that emulate what you want mm-hmm. and then you'll rise up to their level if you hang around actually my boss a long time ago I worked at a salon for nine and a half years she told me something when I was like 18 she said you hang around the dogs and you get fleas so if you don't want fleas don't hang around the dogs not saying that like there's bad people that are like dogs, but if they don't have the life that you want, yeah, don't I spend think the majority energy. of your time with it. I think to your point, I think everybody has a different energy and a different vibe, and so it's really surrounding yourself with the people that are either mm-hmm. going, you know, doing the things you think are great and cool. Whether and I think smart is and that was just that's you know what we say, but mm-hmm. it's that idea of know what you want to achieve and find the people who are going that way. I guess or my the energy that matches yours and everyone's going to have a different frequency. My question was for more of the maybe the level sevens, eights that haven't arrived yet, but still are on that path. Yeah, but do there's we, always somebody. Yeah. But do you always want to be the best player or the one that's learning? I never no, want to be the best. You're going to be. But see, see for, but when but for, when does but, the less when was the lower player? Gonna, somebody's going to look play. at you and say that you're where I want to be. And then you're going to say, OK, that energy matches. I know what you're trying to achieve, and I am going to mentor you, or See, I am going to advocate side. for like you. Like the support mm-hmm. of the so people that actually haven't yeah, arrived it's, yet. It's, Where I does think that it's fit that, in? It th- I think it's that there's a fluidity to it too, and you have to be, yeah, you have to be willing to be one of the people that somebody else is trying to. I think it's a balance of both. Use. It's being mm-hmm. someone that's actually mm-hmm. playing a higher game always, Leverage. and someone that's also supporting others that haven't sure. arrived yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess for me, there is that I don't let people that haven't arrived yet, like, no, you sit to the side. Yeah, I'm not going to no. deal with you because you're a dog and you're dirty or mm-hmm. whatever you're going to say. There's there's soap for that. Mm-hmm. There's actually places <laughs> that actually help you through that. You know, there is. I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's the one that brought the dog. You can clean the dog. You can, you can help clean the, the dog. dog. You know, there are like there's collars spas. you can wear. <laughs> spas. Maybe they didn't know they were dirty. Well, here's like, the thing. There's that mm-hmm. about it. So. You may look at people and you have a group of people and and you're like, oh, that person is the weak link. That person may not be the weak link Mm -hmm. because everybody brings their strengths. And so that person may just be best friends or brother of or related to or went to high school with the key person that you need to fulfill the task that you're completing. Maybe they are the one that you're looking for financing and, you know, they happen to know, you know, the, the Mellon Bank family or whatever so you never know and everybody if you look at people as just they bring to the table what they bring to the table and then you want to take everybody and find their strengths and and push them all up mm-hmm. and you'll discover people will discover a lot of people think that they're twos and threes when actually they're sevens and eights and they just don't know that so they're intimidated by hanging around people that are up to something and higher vibration but if you bring them in and you help them and you look and see what their strengths are and you see what, you know, the beautiful, you know, abilities that they have and help them bring them out. If they if they have a, uh, a drive and ambition and motivation, I'll take a one player and have that 
than someone who has very little drive and ambition, who's brilliant and smart and has all these skill sets, because I don't want to play in that game. I want people that are motivated and driven and inspired to make the world a better place and to impact humanity in some great way, who are up to something bigger. That's that's who I want to play with. And if you're up to that, it doesn't matter your skill set because we can work around that and find out what your magic skill set is and bring you to where you know you can work with the team. That's what I believe. It's funny because part of our mission actually on this show is to empower others for greatness as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hearing right now where that's the opportunity to you know, maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you want to do a podcast. Maybe that's a dream come true for you. I know for Christina, that was something that she was just like ready to do it as soon as we talked about it. So there's something very powerful about um, playing with all levels. Mm -hmm. Like there's something that feeds me from teaching others or for, you know, guiding someone else into something that they've never done before. And it levels both of our games up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My belief is that we are not separate. We're all interconnected. So when I empower other people to win, I'm winning. If they lose, I lose. So mm-hmm. it's like this five people in the room right now, you all are, are my life right now. And I'm out for you all to win in life. And that goes for everybody. Like what you were mentioning about like the twos and the ones and if you have the drive, you know, you'd rather work with someone like that. That brings me back to when I was 17, I, worked, I started working in a salon and I was this close to getting fired. Because I had a terrible attitude. I was I not smiled. getting along. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Everyone should be fired. I wasn't getting along with my coworkers. One in particular, we were just butting heads. And my one boss, she saw something in me. And my other boss was like, no, dude, she's got to go. She's like the bad egg in this group. Mm. And she stood for me and was like, no, I'm not letting you fire her. She's got something I see in her. She reminds me of me when I was young. And we're not firing her. And then the whole entire thing flipped. And he actually became my mentor when I was 19. And he was like, he saw, he finally saw what she saw in me and he got me turned on to the law of attraction, Tony Robbins, audiobooks, flipped my life around completely. And that's why I have everything I have because this person mentored me from when I was 19 until um, 27, which was a year and a half ago. So if he had never done that, I would have never gotten up to this level. And now I'm out to do that for other people too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. How about you, Jennifer? How about me? What? Any empowerment stories that you have? I know for you, know, I, like, I'm going to actually speak in that because <laughs> you actually are such a great mom. Like, there are moments when you share stories about your daughter and just how you are as being a mom. It's just very, like, empowering to be around. Oh, that's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Mara would always agree with that. <laughs> the, kid, the kids never do. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I think, you know, early in my career, I was thinking as I was listening to Christina, um, you know, I was really lucky early in my career. I had a lot of really incredible women, and I came out of finance. And finance is not necessarily someplace where you think of a lot of women. And I did. I had a lot of women in in leadership, and this was many years ago. Um, And so that, you know, I never had – I always had the sense that I, you know, it was my – I had the ability to do whatever I wanted to do and take whatever steps I needed to do and that I had a support system. So that was really, I was really fortunate. And I had, when I first started, um, I had a woman who was my mentor for a few years, uh, um, but initially she was my direct manager and I, she sat me down and just had a really candid really, you know, conversation with me about, because I was young, I was like in my early 20s and 
I didn't know how to necessarily like it. I mean, everything from like dressing to how to act professionally. And she just sat me down and was like super candid and not judgmental and just like, hey, if you want to be taken seriously and you want to, um, you know, achieve certain things, like here are some, let me give you some just very basic, you know, dressing in a way, especially in banking. And again, in that time, you know, you know, dressing in a certain way and um, how to speak. And she was very, really great about critiquing my writing and, um, it was it was empowering and she was you know she was in an executive position at a bank and took time to talk to me as a 21 year old you know Mm. out of college kind of I don't even know I mean I think I was I was always pretty I was always pretty focused but it was just you know when you're 21 what do you know (laughs) (laughs) you know I was coming from dorm life and um and so I think I, I always remember that. And w- the thing that I took away from that was one was as women, we need to be aware of each other and help each other. And two, being honest doesn't mean being mean. Like you can be mm-hmm. candid and give somebody feedback for the for their betterment. And it wasn't just about physical. Like she, it wasn't just about high dress. Like she was very much a mentor. And like, like if, I, I, if I needed to go to another executive and have a conversation, like I would always run stuff. So she was very much like a, the whole package. Um, but she did it in such a way that was like I always knew she whatever she was saying to me she cared about me it wasn't about being a superior over me it was about making me better mm-hmm. and so I always kind of tried to take that with me like those com- like have those conversations and don't be afraid you know if, if you're coming from the right space they'll be taken that way and you're helping people sometimes but, you know giving them tough feedback is a help mm-hmm. and I think that is important too with collaboration right that idea that you have to come into it with an open heart and open mind and know that when things are being said, it's done in the sense of making everything better versus um, if you get caught up in ego or, you know, the power behind, I want to be the right one or the smartest one. I think it's where it comes back to that. Mm-hmm. It's funny. You make me think about like criticism or creative, empowering criticism. Constructive. Constructive. That's it. That's, That's the one I was looking, looking for. for. Yeah. And, all I, and I don't think like, I don't, criticism's not my favorite word. I would say feedback. Feedback. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But it's almost like seeing someone with like something in their tooth and not telling them. That's horrible. Isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Like it if is. something's in your view, let them know. Yes. Because it can really empower them. And it's also how you deliver it. I will I say the hardest one is when your zipper's down. Like I'm, I've seen like, I'm like, how do you oh tell someone? God, that, happened that happened yesterday. <laughs> that means you might have been like, but it's like, well, taking <laughs> in the whole package. But other than that? that, other than that, like food in the teeth, toilet paper. Tags untucked, um, like those. Are, like let's take care of each other. It's like having each other's back. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I hate it when I'm driving in the convertible and my hair gets all messed up. People don't tell me my hair's all flipping and flopping all over the place. What Just you should see his hair. That's a hard joke. That's a hard joke for radio. That's a hard joke. Be honest with me, people. Be honest with me. <laughs> How do you take that criticism or that feedback? Is that something? Well, you know, it has to do with. As you see the person who's getting that feedback, so Wait, or giving you the mean feedback. the person that's the person, giving it to you? Yeah, so like if you respect them. <laughs> well, for example, so with my consulting clients, when I'm working with them on a one-on-one basis, we have to come to an agreement that I'm going to tell them things that they sometimes will not like, and they have to be open to that um, because I'm not being mean. I'm trying to help them generate more revenue for their company. And people tend to, it depends on where the information's coming from. 
So when I was in um, with my coaching sessions, um, you know, people are are so sensitive about the information that they're getting, and you know, sometimes they don't want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. But if you empower someone, you know, especially if you hire, you know, if you hire a, a, a coach, if you hire a coach and you're paying them and you got skin in the game and they tell you something, you're going to hear that, and it's really important that way. So it, it really has to do with how you empower that person and how you. Look at that person. Yeah. And you really need to check your ego at the door, like you said. I mean, ego is a big thing. And, you know, um, I've discovered that the most successful people that I know, they have large egos. I have a tremendous large ego. And I know when to put that in the drawer. Mm. So, you know, as a voice actor, I have to have a strong ego and I have to be, you know, thick skinned like a rhino because... I get rejected on a daily basis. I audition and I get rejected. So it's important that you know you you able to to check your ego at the door, but also have it because in order to be successful, you have to have an ego. Because if you don't have an ego and know your strengths and know your power, then you won't be able to do what you do. You know, right. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at Christina, she's got a big ego, and Christina it's worthy because she's a master at what she I love does. Her face right now. Look, she's like, I do. See, I what, have an ego? <laughs> okay, so so people think that ego is like this bad thing. No. It's not. Right. Can I we mean, define an ego here? It's your protective I'm spirit. It's your confidence. It's your... It's, nah. it's, what, I'm going to uh, go, nah. What is it then? Uh, ego can be used in so many different contexts. I hear it in like spiritual stuff spiritual teachings and then i'm hearing it like mm. this so how do we actually define <laughs> jennifer's we're gonna say it go ahead tell us what ego is now i'm trying to think oh um, you got it you, i think you're right no i think ego unchecked is not a great thing uh i wouldn't say that ego is necessarily confidence ego is the thing that makes you want to promote yourself and and and, and you know that the, pr- pr- press your own agenda and I think it is good because you do have to have a level of that in order to kind of you understand your definition vision. for ego. Somebody can look it up. Okay, so it's it's a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance, uh, self-esteem, self-importance, self-worth, self-respect, self-image, self-confidence. So you know, people tend to say, "Oh my God, you got a big ego," but you cannot be successful in anything unless you have that self-confidence. So what you have a tremendous amount of self-confidence and it has to do with the fact of, of you believing in yourself. And you know, when I say you put it in the door, I mean, you can have an ego, but then it becomes arrogant as opposed to ego. Mm-hmm. So it's arrogance and it's not ego. Ego, people think it's a bad thing. People say you get a big ego and I go, yes, I do. Well, when you define it with the arrogance piece, it's not always something that people want to deal with. Correct. I, I would say it's because if you're if it's the balance, right? You have to have a balance. You can have a big ego, but then you should have a lot of empathy be, or self awareness. No, you should be humble. You you you, you don't so need to tell everybody you have your. You don't even need to tell how great you are. Just go show it. Actions well, it's are being much aware louder than words. of your ego, so you realize that it does have to be fed, but sometimes it overpowers any situation. So it becomes the main thing versus being a we society. Mm-hmm. It becomes a me society. Well, when your yeah. ego turns into arrogance, that's the thing. And it actually metaphorses, so metamorphoses. So you have your ego, which is your self-confidence and your self-worth and, and who you are as a person. And then when the, the green, ugly cloud of arrogance starts to overshadow or starts to permeate from, the, from ego, that's when you have a problem. 
Arrogance is, is not attractive in any way. and Insecurity. Yeah. I think ego has like a fun way of... Insecurity and fear is what makes that then flip, is what I think. When you start to not... like you're, Knowing yourself and being aware and having confidence, so within that ego, but if you start to be insecure and worry and have fear, then that I think that flips... That's where arrogance comes from. Hmm. So it's keeping that, the humility and keeping that sense of... That you're just one thing, you know, you're just part of it. You're one, you're one part of the bigger picture. Sorry, go ahead. It sounds like when <clears throat> that ego is there and the arrogance is there, it actually, you're cutting yourself off from being able to hear, critique, feedback, and actually grow mm-hmm. because you have it under the context of I already know everything. I know how to get here. And <clears throat> if you're not committed to your growth and your evolution, you know, that arrogance and that ego is going to get in the way of that and then you stop growing. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. You have to continually grow. I mean, you, you have to. I think also the, I know we started with the feedback, but I think having feedback from someone that you respect and honor is something that's big too. Because if you're getting feedback from someone that you're just like, I really don't really care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a different situation. Yeah, but I think it, so like for example, with the consulting, like you're, you know, you're asking for help. So the idea would be if somebody has come to you and is paying you money, they're giving you permission to provide feedback. Like they, they're asking for that, right? Exactly. Or if you say to somebody, hey, can I give you some feedback? And they say yes. Now, you know, yeah. I think, un, yeah, unsolicited feedback, not always the most effective. But it does go back to that constantly learning. Like if, if you're in the mode where you're like, I always want to be better and I always want to improve, then you're probably more open to that. Mm-hmm. Again, it gets into that idea that if we don't want to ask for help or we don't think, you know, anybody knows anything better than us, it's going to be hard to be open to that anyway. I think it's also the person receiving it. I think if that person is open for right. other people's opinion or realizes that the world is meant to help one another, there's a different acceptance of it. And you can ask. Like something I've learned recently well, is are you asking. Say, may, you I, may, may I ask you something's wrong with your wardrobe? What? Or do you just say <laughs> your fly is down? No, you said, <laughs> may, I, may I give you a suggestion? May Rob I is now undoing his fly. <laughs> may, I, may I point something out? And if they say no, then don't. <laughs> hey, I noticed that's something about so you that's much. really, really embarrassing <laughs> for you. And people are looking at you and they're really not thinking positive thoughts. Is it okay if I share with you what it is that I see that you should probably correct right now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's a whole lot of information oh going on right. into it. Now, now I'm thinking, all right, I'm just going to start telling people their flies are down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Made you look. All right, so in 2019, watch out. That's my, yep, yeah, exactly, watch out. She's going to be picking that people often. apart. I'm going to be looking for it. <laughs> I'm going to be the weirdo. So it's, it's a lot of thinking going on right now. Huh? Yeah? It's a lot of thinking. Like when you think about criticism or feedback or encouragement or empowering others, like it's this how to do it gracefully, how to do it in a way that they accept it. It's, you know, it's almost like it, it doesn't allow the freedom that we actually come from. So I think it's also our ability to accept what other people say, take it or leave it. Well, the other thing is, is, you know, a lot of people want to give advice, mm-hmm. especially people want to give everybody financial advice, people that are starting new businesses. I know with Christina, a lot of people are like, oh man, you know, you know, you don't want to do this. You're going to, you know, do this, you know, you're going to open up your own place. It's going to cost this. You're never going to make any money, you know, and I will guarantee that the majority of the people that were giving her that negative advice and the, 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 um, you know, just raining on her parade and being dream stealers were broke. 
you know, don't take mm-hmm. financial advice from broke people. Mm-hmm. You know, you really, you want to, and you want to look at the person who's giving you the information. Because if, you know, someone wants to tell you how to run your business um, and they're an employee and they've never run a business, it's really not the right information. Maybe it's I love where that they come stuff, from. though. <clears throat> What's Maybe that? it's where they come from, like a mindset of scarcity mm-hmm. versus abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, people being like fearful and being like, oh, just be sure you don't do this. What happens if this happens? That's like a scarcity mindset. Whereas if you think from abundance, you might not be receiving that right. negative feedback. I think it makes you, I think when you get information like that too, or feedback like that, it makes you dig in a little bit too. It makes you have to f- really know what you're doing is is good for you and true to you and mm. So and when you get negative feedback, if you're able to be like, okay, thanks for the information, but I'm good. Like I think that gives you that good sense of like, yeah, I'm in the right spot. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with where I'm going and where I'm headed. Well, I've got so. a good friend's son who's 19 years old. Actually, he's 20 now. And he was going down the wrong path, hanging around the wrong kids that he knew from high school. And they were just going nowhere fast. And um, I told him, I said, dude, you are the five people that you hang around with. And he really evaluated. We sat down and we evaluated those people, and they were up to no good. Some were getting arrested, some were out doing drinking and doing drugs and just making poor choices. And he wanted to do something, but they're always like, "Oh man, you don't need to go to work today and stuff like that." And then I turned him on to, like your mentor did, reading some personal development books and listening to um, the audio book, The Miracle Morning. And uh, you know, I gave him my book, and it's really amazing. Now he's he's let three of his friends go and he's like i just talked to him yesterday he's like man 2019 is gonna be different he goes i just see them differently they they're and he even said this which was amazing he goes i feel like you know we went down to um and got crabs and and uh and they had them in the bucket and he said i i watched the crabs and they were like pulling each other down we thought that was hilarious we were all wasted and we thought that was hilarious and he says that's like my friends. Whenever I start to achieve stuff and they're like bashing on me because I'm, you know, reading good books and I'm listening to audiobooks and I'm talking about empowering others and let's lift our lives up. And they're like, they don't want to do that. And the more I'm distancing myself from them, the better I'm feeling. And it's interesting because, you know, Rob, he goes, someone who I didn't even know was my friend and all through high school and they're all into personal development. And they're a year ahead of me and they're now now him and i are friends and so it's interesting because here's the thing you have to realize you're not stuck with the friends you have for life people think that oh i went to high school and i'm stuck with those friends you know life is all about jennifer's out i'm stuck with her forever okay well that's i mean good, she's though. stuck with me forever <laughs> well that's a good thing that's a good thing but what i'm saying is you know it's a choice. It's a choice, and, and life ebbs and flows, and you don't owe anybody anything. And a lot of people think, i got to be their friend, man. I've been their friend since fourth grade. No, you don't. If, you're, if your values and your life purpose and who you are and your vibration is not in alignment with who they are, bless them, but you don't need to be with them every day if you're yeah, up to something different. Yeah. Totally. But a lot of people don't know that. So I'm hoping that someone out there is listening to that and they're like, well, that well, makes a lot of sense. Some people are married to them or their family members. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part. And it is something that you have to be aware of. Like if they're not aligned with your highest purpose, spend more, spend less time with them. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, there's a thing called family, and they are the the friends that you turn into family, and they're such you know, a funny yeah, word. I love it. I I love it. You know, um, they're the they're the family you choose, and you know we're you know it's a random thing who you're born into, and it's it's some people are blessed with really amazing families, and some people aren't, and so you want to align yourself once again to collaboration with the right people, and you know the right people. It's in your gut. If there's a lot of friction. Life is not supposed to be hard. It's a lot of work, but people have this thing, oh, life's got to be so hard. It doesn't. You can have a joyous life. You deserve a joyous life. And if you deal with a bunch of chaos in your life and you have a bunch of friction and you're always having interactions with people that you feel you're obligated to have in your life, you will find if you just joyously allow them to do their thing and you go do your thing, um, your life will be a lot happier because I said before, man, you got to live your life every day like you want to be alive because at any moment you could die. Over over Christmas, my daughter had a really bad medical thing and, and I thought she was dead and she lives far away and you really have to be with the people that you want to be with and love the people you want to be with and you need to know you don't owe anyone anything I know. <laughs> I don't know. We're just looking at each other. It's so nice. <laughs> I'm glad your daughter's okay. She's not okay, but thank you for saying that. She's she's not okay. Um, she suffers from seizures, and and you know, thank God, I was in the kitchen and we were we were talking, and I just turned my back for a second, then I turned again to look at her to tell her something because she asked me something. And she was having a grand mal seizure, and she was falling to the floor. And before my brain could even think of what was going on, my bean dove down, and I cradled her head before it smashed onto the tile floor. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. So at any moment, mm. you know, you have to – I'll say it again and again, and, and you have to live your life like you want to be alive. At any moment, your life can change. Mm-hmm. There was an accident right in front of me as I was driving here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a good accident. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have a very short time on this earth. And we a lot of people decide that they want to make this life so hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll disclaim, look, I moved out of the house when I was 14 years old. I have not had a pleasant, pleasant life. However, I choose to have a great life. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys, if I looked at my life story, I could be on drugs. I could be... You know, an alcoholic, I could be in jail, I could be in rehab, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that. I like being alive. And I like being around people that are alive. Did you have a, have you always been like that? Or was there a point where you kind of a cross a fork in the road where you're like, I can either keep going down this path that's not going to lead me anywhere great, or I can make an a active decision to not and and to to try to and put a positive spin or is this i've always been positive it's amazing like i've always been positive didn't realize it as much as i do now Mm -hmm. but i've always been positive and i've had a bunch of near-death experiences and i keep thinking to myself man there's a reason i'm here Mm. and the reason is that i have a message to share with people and if i don't share it as loud and proud and the top of the mountain as i can Mm -hmm. i'm being selfish so how about you guys? Because I feel like you're both very positive, Christina and Elisa. Like, I, I, in fact, 
Robin and I were talking about this as well earlier, but has, have you always felt like, have you always been a positive person or was there a point where you were like, well, you kind of talked about earlier in your life where, and not that you weren't positive, that you had a little bit of an attitude. Oh my gosh, I was not positive okay. <clears throat> at all. It actually wasn't until, um, my mentor's name is Jim. Um, he turned me on to the law of attraction. Shout and out, when Jim. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that, the majority of my thoughts were negative. Like I was complaining in my head constantly. As a teenager growing up, um, I actually had a, a rough road. I was 13. I got arrested for drinking. Mm. Um, you know, my mom had to pick me up from the county jail or whatever it is. <laughs> and, you know, drugs, doing all that stuff. And then, you know, 14, she started dating someone. I absolutely hated my stepdad. I was miserable, hated school, couldn't make friends. Um, Dated someone I wasn't supposed to date for two and a half years. Snuck out of my house for two years to see him. Got caught many times. Um, you know, my mom had a breathalyzer. She had drug tests for me. All kinds of crazy stuff. And I just, like, hated life. And um, started working at the salon. And I just was working four jobs. I was miserable. Gained weight. Lost my relationships. Lost my friendships. My girlfriends were, like, in college. My one was, like, come down to University of Delaware and come party with me. And I'm, like... I got to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to work. And she's like, why are you living like an older older person? Like, you're young. And I'm like, you don't get it. I have to do what I have to do to mm -hmm. make it. Like, I don't have a safety net. I don't have a home I can go to. My parents aren't welcoming me into the home, so I have to make it work. But it was causing me misery, and mm -hmm. I was just drudging through it, like mm -hmm. miserable. And then my mentor turned me on to the law of attraction, and I realized just how negative my thoughts were and how that was creating my reality. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen it until that point when I was like 18, 19 years old. And then once I started having more positive thoughts, shifting my focus to what I'm grateful for and the, the positive future I could live into and have it not be so hard, mm -hmm. that's when my life completely turned around. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's only been about mm, nine or 10 years that I've had a positive mindset and it ebbs and flows, obviously, but I'll never go back to how it was right that's super cool how about you have i always been positive mm -hmm. i want to say yes the ego wants to say yes but hell no <laughs> and um it's funny because i can't really point to a time that i was negative it was almost like the unknown like it was times that you just deal with life and you start saying things to yourself mainly that just don't drive you to be your biggest fullest self and um, I think surrounding myself with really powerful people. And I've always gravitated to, to that. Like there's mm -hmm. always been this like, wow, what are you up to? But in this fun way where it's almost like I was connected to that in a way. Like whatever that bigness was, I was like, I'm not afraid of it. Like that means that's like home to me. So like I think also being the youngest of three, um, really gave me a lot of power too because I had a brother and a sister who always had my back mm. so that actually really leveraged a lot of my life and I've always been a dreamer and mm. I've never had a dream I couldn't fulfill mm. so for me it's just you know do what it takes so I'm sorry why why being positive why was that a hell no that sounds like yes you've always been forward thinking and I guess what I mean by positive is, you know, knowing that you can achieve and go after things that might be scary. I think in, in the moments that I didn't know what I was doing, like there are moments in my life in the past that I wasn't aware of where I was going. Mm. It was almost like guiding and 
Like if it went down, like I'd be like slumped for days or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd always pick it up, but there was never this awareness. And I guess it is through power of attraction, you know, the awareness that the world is coming to, meditating, um, getting more centered with who I am. Like then there's this, it's easy. Like life is easy if you create it to be. Mm. You know, if you align with people that actually have that same mindset, mm-hmm. you know, it's how the show used to be. It's it's the mindset that actually creates everything that's in your world. Mm-hmm. So I say hell no, because I am human. Mm-hmm. And there's been moments that I wasn't positive. Mm-hmm. But I also knew to take myself out of wherever I was. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm not going to put this negative into other people. So I would actually retreat, find my center, come back out. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how powerful the mind is. And one of the things that I find just one of the best things that I do is before I go to bed at night, before I close my eyes, and when I wake up in the morning, I I do gratitude. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so gracious of all the gifts that I have and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I did it this morning. I you know, when I you everybody you wake up, but usually your eyes are closed and you're mm-hmm. awake. And the first thought out of my brain, the first thought I always like, I am so grateful mm-hmm. to have another day alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a, a near-death experience a couple years ago, and doctor looked at me and said, you know, I'm surprised you're even alive. And when you have that, you're so grateful, and then you're trying to not die. And, you know, we take being alive for granted. I don't take being alive for granted. And I believe garbage in, garbage out. So before I go to bed, when I go to sleep, I'm so grateful for everything. All the people in my life, and and not monetary. Monetary is whatever, but a lot of just the feelings that I have, and I'm feeling so blessed of everything that I have. And in the morning when I wake up, I do my gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's I, so so important. It yes. it will make such a difference in your life if you are just gracious yeah. for what you do have, not what you don't have. I find that when I get nervous or anxious and sometimes it's in the morning like I'll wake up first thing and it's like oh my gosh I have so much to do or I'm worried about this and then and, but I'll, you know what just think about what you're grateful for think about the thing that you can do today that will like what are the things you can do and who can you reach out to or touch or change and not not who can I change but you know what actions can I take and it does help it's because it gives you that sense of now you're coming at it from an abundance standpoint I'm grateful for what I'm grateful I get to get up today and do whatever thing I'm worried about doing because that means I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does. It's, I think that's a great that. And if and there's studies that talk about if you're in that mindset of that gratitude, how impactful that can be to your health and your both physical and emotional health. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like putting your brain in the frequency yeah. of that being grateful and how that actually starts your day and it helps it progress in that same direction. Like. I do the same exact thing, Rob. I didn't know you did that too, but I wake up, I open my eyes, and it's even simpler than that. I'm like, I'm so grateful I have a bed. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful I have warm blankets, mm-hmm. a safe place to live. Mm-hmm. Imagine there are people that don't even have that. Mm-hmm. They might not have this amazing house or this amazing family. They might be sleeping on the street, mm-hmm. but they might be so grateful for the couple pieces of newspaper that's mm-hmm. covering them up. Yeah. And <clears throat> it actually reminds me of Jim. He was 17, he was living in a garage. And like on literally a piece of cardboard in someone's garage because he was homeless, like his family didn't have a place for him. And he said he woke up every morning and he said, every day is the day in paradise. Mm. So he viewed his situation as paradise as opposed to there's something wrong here. This Mm -hmm. needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. 
he viewed his situation as paradise and it's amazing how his life completely transformed and he mm-hmm. ended up being super successful financially with his family friends everything mm-hmm. so powerful the words that you use too, like from worry to paradise like there's mm-hmm. such a different vibration which e- each mm-hmm. of them have mm-hmm. i think if we can be aware of the words that we use outwardly and inwardly mm-hmm. this world would just shift completely mm-hmm. yeah, well here's well. a here's an ex- experiment people can try when you're driving down the road and you're yelling at someone you stupid moron i'll reclaim that <laughs> you know you're your subconscious mind does not know that you're talking to the uh, old man in the 1957 pickup truck that's going 10 miles an hour in front of you. It thinks you're talking to yourself. So all the negative stuff that you tell everybody else all day long, you're saying that to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I just invite you for just a week, be really aware of everything that comes out of your mind and your mouth because your subconscious mind picks up on that. And, you know, I would shout out, you know, you're an amazing driver. You're beautiful. I mean, really just see if you can just just cover people. <laughs> just like doing that. But just you're cover an people. Driver. Yeah. And just <laughs> but just cover people so with silly. compliments. You're because driving exactly the right way. <laughs> exactly. Because you know what? That person, the way that I believe in the universe, that person may be driving 10 miles an hour and stopping you from getting to where you are. Yes, that's, I believe that there's too. A there's a reason you're there because you don't need to be five minutes early because... Right. You're going to... You avoided something. You avoided or something. Or you were where you needed to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like that too. Yeah. I went through a, a training one time um, and that was one of the things that stuck with me was they said, um, spend a week... Um, assuming the best in everyone. Absolutely. So when someone's in front of you, and it was interesting because I remember that night I was going, I was walking somewhere and someone was going, walking slow in front of me. Like I couldn't get around them. It was two people. And I was like, oh, come on, I just want to go. And I'm like, hey, assume, assume that they're going as fast as they can go. Ass- maybe they're having a great conversation and that's why they're not aware. And just step back, take a breath. And it really does. It's, it's funny how it kind of switches your, rather than being all tight and angry, I was like, all right. Don't chill. Like, what, it's going to be four seconds more. I've got four extra seconds before I get in the door and can go around them. And also, we're sharing this world with yeah. everybody around us. And a lot of people go through this world like it's just them. They need to get on the freeway and they need to go zoom yeah. by. But I may only want to go the speed limit because I want to get home to my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You <laughs> well, don't know what somebody else's thing is so assume assume whatever they're doing is the best they can do i love that That's i great. love ending the the show on that okay. so as to 2019 everyone big cheers yeah drive safely and assume the best in others mm-hmm. see you guys Very next nice. week happy see new you. year happy new, new year, year.